KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzet Torah. You're listening to the Erev Shabbat program, Erev Shabbat Kodesh Parshat Kitete, Yud Elul, Erev Shabbat program, Lilui Nishmat Shlomo Yosef Ben Chaim Shmuel, and I'm your host, Jonathan Snowbell. This is the second week in which I'll be recording the Erev Shabbat program in Toronto, Canada. Next week, please, God, I'll be back in Eretz Israel. And this is the second week in which we'll continue on the theme of tshuva as we are in Chodesh Elul. Last week I said some things that I think some of the listeners might find shocking, not to their taste. And unfortunately at the end of the recording I was hearing my son cry in the next room. So I had to end a little bit more abruptly than I wanted to. And I want to not back away from anything that I said, but just to clarify a little bit. We spoke about the concept of tshuva as not merely fixing sins, but returning to the natural state. Tshuva, in the sense of returning, the natural state is a person of Adam HaRishon prior to this, prior to sinning. So therefore, correcting sins is returning to the natural state but it's not limited to the world of sins it is also connects to the world of ideas we have to believe in the correct ideas and return to correct ideologies in order to complete the process of tshuva within that we discussed Rav Cook believing that the return to Eretz Yisrael is part of a process of tshuva because the natural place, the correct place for the Jewish people to be is in Eretz Yisrael. In this light, I mentioned, or I said, or I claimed, that the ideology of Judaism in Chutzlaretz, and I stress here again the ideology. I was not talking about people per se who live in Chutzlaretz, but I was speaking of the ideology that says there is Judaism in Chutzlaretz, it's a legitimate Jewish life in Chutzlaretz. And I call that one of two things. I call that the equivalent of Haomer, someone who wants to sin and do tshuva simultaneously. I also call it Tovel Vesheretz Biado, someone who wants to purify themselves in a mikvah, but is holding on to something that doesn't allow them to become pure, a sheretz, one of the animals that bring impurity to a person. I said, a person, and this is what I, I don't know if I clarified this, but this is what I wanted to say, and I'm going to clarify the point again now. A person who wants to do tshuva, a person wants to return things to their natural order and allow things to be the way they are. When the Torah is so clear that Jewish life is has one place and one place only, and that is in Eretz Yisrael, as we discussed last week, then they're essentially saying, I want to sin and I want to do tshuva, which is unacceptable. I want to purify myself while I hold a sheretz. One cannot claim to want to do tshuva and hold on to an ideology that rejects 
the natural place of the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael, which is so clear in the Torah that that is the natural place of the Jewish people. So the fact that there are Jews in Chutzlaretz and there are Jews who are living in Chutzlaretz is a matter of circumstance, timing. If a person believes that they don't belong in Chutzlaretz, they belong in Eretz Yisrael, but circumstances are interfering with that, whether they're, whether I think or someone else thinks their circumstances are legitimate or not are inconsequential. The only question is, what is their ideology? If their ideology it is legitimate for a Jew to be in Chutzlaretz, there's Jewish life in Chutzlaretz, this is a Jewish way of life, then that is what I call But if one believes that the correct place for a Jewish person to be for the Jewish people to be is in Eretz Yisrael, then the fact that they're in Chutzlaretz is a question of timing. It's a question of circumstances. And it's not a question of an ideology. Because if they're holding on to a false ideology and they want to do tshuva, that's problematic. And that's what I was discussing last week. On that note, I want to move on to something else something I discussed with one of the uh, former listeners in shul this past Shabbat. He discussed with me, what, what, what problem do we have with the Torah goes out against the Kosem and the Meonen and the Menachesh and the Chover Chaver, all of these different fortune tellers and future predictors what is the Torah? What is the Torah's problem with them? So, here we can discuss three options for how to understand this phenomenon. If the phenomenon is a completely false phenomenon, then the Torah is doing us a favor of telling us that we're wasting our time. Torah is telling us, don't go to these people because you're wasting your time. They don't have anything true to tell you. They're wasting your time. They're not going to tell you anything that's significant to you. And in that case, it's not such a significant commandment because it's a matter of time before we find out that what our, my crystal ball teller is telling me is not true and not helpful to me. And then I'll stop going to them. And the Torah is doing me a favor of stopping me from getting there on the first day. However, there are those of the opinion in the Rishonim and they bring the story of Shaul, the King Shaul who went to the Baalat of he went to a witch if we want to, if we want to translate Baalat of as a witch to take out a spirit from the dead to speak to Shmuel and he communicated with Shmuel. And there are those Rishonim who believe that, yes, these people actually have powers. These have people who have the ability to reach out to dead spirits, look into the future. And then the question is of greater significance. Why then did the Torah prohibit this? And how is this so different than going to an Avi? Shaul went to Shmuel to find out where his lost mules were. 
where his lost donkeys were. Why is it better to go to a Navi than to go to a fortune teller? The Torah contrasts all of these fortune tellers with the following pasuk: Tamim im Hashem All of these somehow come in contrast with having a simple worship of God. I gave him the following explanation. Nivuah is something that is first and foremost predicated on Yerat a fear of God, a morality, and on the basis of a fear of God, a morality, a relationship with God, is developed on the basis of God's commandments towards us. And a V must have a basic commitment to Yerat Shemaim, to fulfilling God's word. And it's on the basis of this Yerat Shemaim, of this commitment, that he is able to tap into God and receive the word of God. All of these other fortune tellers are telling us, no, we have a shortcut. You can reach out to the future, to the dead, without any Yerat Shamayim, without any morality. And this is what the Torah is speaking against. Even under the assumption that these people can reach out and find some truth they are doing so in a way which circumvents Yerat Shemaim, the fear of God which circumvents morality and this is unacceptable to, to the Torah, to God the Torah tells us what we're supposed to do in life how we're supposed to lead a moral life and that is what's supposed to guide us and if here and there we need help beyond our human capacity we can go to a person who is on a especially high level of morality and a special high level of Yerat Shemaim who can reach out to God and give us a direct message to God but to circumvent the lifestyle that the God that the Torah demands of us that God demands of us a lifestyle of morality a lifestyle of Yerat Shemaim and to go to these fortune tellers assuming that they have powers is a disregard for the Torah's commands is a disregard for God's commands and that's why the Torah has to reject it even under the assumption that there's some workability there's something feasible about what these people do and I want to take this one level further to something a little bit more relevant to us today I'll start with a little anecdote there's a Gemara that says in one version anybody who says Ashray one time a day and in another version anybody who says Ashray three times a day will be a Ben Olam Haba will be privileged to be a son of the world to come 
I always like to joke and say that there's two paths to Olam Haba. There's one path of being a God-fearing Jew who commits himself to fulfilling the Torah, studying the Torah, fulfilling the commandments, toiling to support his family, toiling to raise his children properly, all within the confines of a Torah relationship with God. Or, as this Gemara prescribes, you could say Ashrei one or three times a day, and you can also be in Ben Olamaba. Clearly I'm being facetious, and the Gemara that says what it says has to be understood in a deeper manner, and I'm not going to explain that Gemara right now. However, the point that I want to make is that there really aren't shortcuts to Avodat Hashem to being a Ben Olamaba. The Torah's demands of us are pretty clear. The Torah demands that we fulfill the mitzvot in all that they demand of us. That's what we have to do. Tamim tiyayim Hashem Don't look for shortcuts in Avodat Hashem. Don't look for an easier way to get to Olam I'll make one shidduch and then I'll be a Ben Olam Abba. And what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Are you going to be Boel Nidot, Ochel Nebelot, you're going to have prohibited relationships, you're going to eat whatever food you want, whether it's kasher or not, you're not going to, you're going to desecrate the Shabbat. Yeah, I made my one shidduch, so I'm a Ben Olam Abba. I said Ashrei every day, three times a day, so I'm a Ben Olam Abba. Tamim Tiyayim Hashem demands of us that we don't look for special ways to get to Olam Abba, but we simply follow the Word of God as He's delineated for us in the Torah. So when we look for skulas to solve our problems, skulas that are not mentioned in the Torah, skulas that are not commandments of the Torah or commandments of the Rabbanim, but are what I call shortcuts to Olam Haba, shortcuts to getting close to Hashem, this is exactly, in my opinion, a modern day Transgression of Tamim Tiyayim Hashem When we are looking for solutions outside simple Yirat Shamaim, simple fulfillment of the commandments, and we're looking for shortcuts to solve our problems, shortcuts to be B'nai Olam Haba, that's the equivalent of going to a Baal Ov, or to a Yidoni, or to a Chover Chaver, or to a Kosem, or a Meonen. That's the equivalent of transgressing Tamim Tiyayim Hashem Elokecha. The Torah demands of us, in all times, not to look for shortcuts, but to lead a lifestyle of Yirat Shamaim, to lead a lifestyle of morality, and that's the way that we are B'nai Olam and that's the way that we can be Zuchet to Tshuva. Because once again, Tshuva is not about only correcting specific actions, but it's about general attitudes. The simple general attitude of returning to a normal state, to a natural state, are not people who are looking for shortcuts, but people who understand that the source of good in the world is God, and the way to God is through Yerat morality, fulfilling God's commandments. Tamim Tiyayim Hashem Shabbat Shalom.